0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Vampire Historian Podcast. This is your host, Dax Stokes, and um, today this episode um, is kind of a little overview of a recent uh, comic show here in the DFW area. It was the Dallas Comic Show uh, Fantasy uh, Show, and this took place the last weekend in August um, in Louisville, Texas, and um, at this show I was able to uh, go and meet a few artists uh, comic artists um, that have done some important uh, vampire related works, and um, one of those uh, who you'll hear a little bit with here today is Ben Templesmith, who is the um, artist for 30 Days at Night. So uh, last year I was able to talk to um, Steve Niles, who you know was the author of 30 Days of Night, and this time I was able to just chat really quickly with Ben Templesmith, um, who uh, did all the artwork and kind of creating the vampires in the 30 Days of Night uh, comics and um, so that you'll hear that interview on here I um, also was able to meet um, uh, two Buffy artists um, one who just did a couple of you know, little um, uh, issues of Buffy before the the main series back when the show was still on um, one of his most famous ones is a Willow and Tara issue um, you'll, you can see the picture on the blog um, that's uh, Thomas Moore and you can uh, just didn't get to record anything with him, but talked to him for a minute. Uh, and then also, uh, you'll, you will hear a little bit from Georges Gentry, uh, who is the uh, ar- main artist for the uh, Buffy series uh, after the show. So season 8, um, that series he did with Joss Whedon, uh, and, and he's still writing some of the books uh, now, too. So uh, we'll hear a little bit with him. Um, other than that, it's uh, the Dallas comic shows are smaller, Show mostly comic artists. There are some um, other people there. Uh, and Finn from uh, Twin Peaks was there. Um, a couple of other uh, voice actors and things like that. Um, but they, it's it's not. Uh, it's mostly about the comic writers and the artists, uh, and then vendors. So that's kind of what was going on um, at, at that show. Uh, so Dallas Comic Show is the same show where I met Steve Isles last year. Um, so hear a little bit about that. Uh, Coming up, also in the Dallas area, some other important things, the Dallas Fan Days in October. Um, One of the guests there is going to be Christy Swanson, uh, who we all know is the Buffy from the movie. Um, So she'll be at the Dallas Fan Days in October, if you're in this area. Uh, And then in November, um, November 24th and 25th, uh, an old show that's coming back is the Dallas Fantasy Fair. And um, that will be held at the Irving Convention Center and... um, We've got a couple of, uh, comic artists and writers again, um, Vampirella, uh, an artist, the, um, uh, one of the authors of, uh, I Am Dracula, and then some other, other works like that, so there will be some vampire-related, um, authors and artists at that show as well, so Dallas Fantasy Fair, you can find them on Facebook, just look for Dallas Fantasy Fair. Um, Dallas Comic Show has another, um, holiday-themed show coming up, uh, this fall as well. So you can find that, um, at Dallas comic show.com and on Facebook. Um, then again, Dallas fan days, which is actually actually a Dallas fan expo, um, or fan expo, Dallas.com. So you can uh, find information on all of those. Um, but here, uh, are some short little interview clips with George Chitry, artist um, for the Buffy comics and with Ben Temple Smith artist for 30 days of night. Um, so hope you enjoy it. Uh, coming up for October, um, Last year, I tried to do some planning to do a lot more episodes. In October it didn't work out last year, uh, but this year we do have some of them planned. They're already recorded, um, so uh, tune in next week, October second, um, for an interview episode with Dacre Stoker. I've um, talked about Dacre before; um, known him for a few years. He is the great grandnephew of Bram Stoker, um, the author of he's the author of *Dracula*, the undead, and the brand new book, which is coming out on October second. Uh, Dracula, which is the prequel to Dracula that he wrote with JD Barker. Um so we had a nice conversation, uh so stay tuned for that episode uh next week and then um hopefully there'll be some more interesting things to come uh in October for Halloween. So stay tuned and uh So we're here at the Dallas Comic Show with um comic artist George Gint- George Ginty and he is um, most known to our listeners for his work with the uh, season eight of the Buffy comics and various other works. So, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, the first question is: How did you get um, involved in the Whedon verse?
1: Oh, god! This story makes me look a whole lot better than it should. <laughs> um, Joss Whedon is a big comic book fan, mm-hmm. as I'm sure you well know. And when he finally came to Dark Horse, who was already publishing um, Buffy, right? Uh, he s- mentioned that he'd wanted to carry on the. Th- seasons from the tv show and he said hey i've got this idea for a season eight i think it'll be great and of course dark horse is like yes mr whedon whatever you want to do sure. uh once they got past that hurdle they then said well what do we do about the artwork is there anybody you have in mind joss is there somebody you want and he was reading a book that i had been doing at the time and he's like well i don't know this guy but i was looking at this thinking he would really fit with what we're doing mm-hmm. Uh, They got Dark Horse got in touch with me and said, Hey, Joss really loves your work. Uh, We would love for you to come in. Of course, I didn't believe him. Because who says, Oh, by the way, Joss Whedon loves your work. Why not come over and work for us? I thought that was a tactical ploy on their part. Mm -hmm. But it turned out for real. And Joss emailed me himself saying, Yeah, it's really me. I really like your work. Would you like to do
0: Buffy? And from there, the rest is history. So so how do you approach... um How do you approach something that already exists, you know, in real life, and then transferring that over to comics? Uh, Hopefully you have the guy who invented
1: the whole thing Mm -hmm. in your corner, and nobody will say anything to the contrary. Uh, The great thing about doing Buffy was that Joss was the first and last word. Mm -hmm. Everything, if he said it was okay, 20th Century Fox was good with it, Dark Horse was good with it, everybody was Mm -hmm. good with it. So I had very little interference, if any, when doing uh, season, I did actually season eight, season nine, and I'm finishing up with season twelve. Okay. And yeah, and it was great because Joss was the uh, was the alpha and the omega, and from there everything went smoothly.
0: Is it um, is it difficult to take real life people like trying to create Buffy based on Sarah Michelle Gellar's look and everything like that? Is that a kind of difficult thing to do, or did you just try to ignore that? that they existed in real life and go on?
1: No, no, I did. I thought it was very impossible because I didn't think I was very good at likenesses, but that was Joss's thing. He said, in doing the comic, I don't want it to become a slave to the TV show. I don't want this to be a series of panels of photo reference. I want Buffy to become a comic book, Mm -hmm. not the other way around. And in doing so, he really just gave me carte blanche to say... You know, I, I would be more interested in Buffy looking like Buffy. She doesn't have to look like Sarah Michelle Gellar. Right. So from there, I, I like to think I've got the essence mm-hmm. of who that character is, who, yes, does resemble Sarah Michelle or Allison Hannigan or Nicholas Brendan or all, any of the other characters.
0: Is it um, difficult because uh, Season 8 was a lot of Joss's writing, but after that it changed authors a lot. Is it kind of difficult switching between authors? Uh,
1: yes and no, but the great thing about Season 8 and 9 that Joss asked everybody who ever wrote for the TV show mm-hmm. if they'd like to come in and write for the comic book. And with the exception of a couple who were busy doing other things, everybody came back and did right. that. So it really was that like was writing yeah. for the show and that whole, I guess that that family element that everybody had. They just brought it over to the comic book.
0: And um, to wrap up, is there anything that you're working on now that you want to kind of plug anything new? Uh, Well, I'm finishing up season 12 Mm -hmm. of Buffy that's
1: out on the stands now. Issue 3 just came out on Wednesday. Issue 4 should be out uh, mid-September. And from there, I did work with also another Hollywood guy, a guy named John Ridley, called Mm -hmm. The American Way, uh, which was another title that I did for DC. Um, beyond that, yeah, I'm trying to do some creator-owned stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, my website is kaba K-A-B-A-L-O-U-N-G-E.com. But beyond that, yeah, I'm not doing anything. And do you have social
0: media to you that people can find you, or just uh, I'm on
1: instant uh, internet. Uh, I'm on the internet. I'm on <laughs> Instagram, uh, Facebook. Uh, if you go to my website, you can find okay. all of that there. Sure. sure.
0: Well, thanks for being here. Thank you. Ooh. Well, tell me what it best before you. So we're here with Ben Tibble-Smith, and just um, last year I interviewed Steve Niles and talked about the physiology of the vampires in Thirty Days a Night, and he said that was all you, and to give you all the credit. So i was just wondering what your, um, you know, how you came up with the look there. Well, that was very gracious of him. Um, the truth of the matter of, of what I remember of it is, uh, so I'm in the pitch and in the,
1: the stuff when the script when he was writing it uh the description basically that he'd given was they were eating machines that was it that was pretty much the broad strokes of it so I just took it to the step that if you're an eating machine you probably have teeth like a shark and Mm -hmm. uh, maybe a distendable I gave them distendable jaws Uh like like a snake kind of thing because I just wanted to give them every aspect of something that eats a lot of meat Mm -hmm. Um, rather than make them true vampires in the classical sense, okay, right. so instead of just two fangs, they had because they didn't just suck blood, they reading machines. Right, yeah, so yeah, and nocturnal, they had purely black eyes like a nocturnal animal
0: might have. So that was it, really. That was it. Great. Well, thanks for answering that question. As always, you can find me thevampirestory.com. You can uh, email me thevampirestory@gmail.com. Find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, All of those things, and uh, thanks for listening.